If you're searching for a wrestling podcast that's filled with fun, this is definitely David Boy Smith's yeah, finest fucking moment. He goes, he fell on his ass. He fell on his ass. Couple of haters. Couple haters. Wrestling nostalgia. I will take you back to May 26, 1996. It was a stormy night. <laughs> the wind was howling. <laughs> Latest pro wrestling news and rumours. We've heard about the situations between WWE, Sasha Banks and Naomi. And hilarious tangents. Oh, what the Let's fuck is not tangent off. No <laughs> Samoan spikes. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Then look no further. Join your hosts, James, Stu, and Johnny, and subscribe to Top Turnbuckle Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 20 of Top Turnbuckle Podcast with me, Stu. I'm Johnny Splash Bash. (laughs) And I'm James. Welcome. It's getting fucking worse, isn't it? I struggled with this name today. <laughs> Left it to the last minute. We're never getting monetized. <laughs> um, how are we all? Good. Yeah, all right. Good. Yes. Good. Yeah, yeah. Not Good. too bad. I've yes. been grumpy because I've been like fucking bitten by a mosquito about 20 Same. fucking times. Yeah. <laughs> I feel your pain, man. Yeah. I feel your pain. Um, hello, what's going on there? Sorry, John. Is just... James is in the camera. I could give oh, a minute or not. Let's give it a little wave. We're, right. we're actually trying something different for a change here. We're actually recording it visually and audially. Yes, audially. Is that a right word? Nah, uh, probably. Audio. Graphically, I'm shit with words. We're doing a sound recording, <laughs> uh, an audio recording, and a video recording yes. at the same time. Yeah, we are trying. Yeah, is that all right? Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we yeah. yeah. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, episode 20. Episode 20. Welcome. Episode 20, where Top Turnbuckle Podcast will be walking on the moon. We will be searching for that message in a bottle. Roxanne! Oh, you know where he's yes. going. That's right. We're going to chat the best of Sting. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong one. I, I, I Wrong didn't one. know where he Wrong was one. going. I just let <laughs> him have them seizures. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, sorry, it's, oh. it's uh, wrong, wrong sting, mate. Wrong sting? Wrong sting. Oh, I just got stung. Oh, oh just got stung. Out. Yes. Out. Our hearts will beat stronger and tears will be shed. Countries will collide and songs will be sang. Feel the heat. It's a summertime affair. <laughs> very good. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you very, much. very, very good. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to run out of ideas. Right, I, I just, fucking doubt it, right? <laughs> I, I just want to start, guys, with like a priority mm-hmm. because one of our uh, listeners, uh, oh yes, Jason Shepherd. Yes, hello, Jason. Yeah, hello. hello. That, that is the right name, isn't it? Is that normal? About to go off? Yes. Don't worry. One of our listeners, Jason Shepherd. Uh, Basically, you'll stop listening if I don't give a shout out. Something that yes. happens in the chat. Yeah. Uh, we had a wonderful, wonderful message. I think it's the best message we've ever got. Wonderful. And I said that I will be giving this person a shout out. Nan Ang. Nan Ang. Nan Ang. Sent us a wonderful message. Nan Ang. Mm. <laughs> and I am 
telling you guys I am really trying to push to get this as the watch along for episode uh, it ain't happening (laughs) no did anyone like to comment on what happened or we got spammed with a porn link yeah it was amazing (laughs) yeah I've seen it have you the porn link yeah oh right (laughs) Did you um, click on it, Charlie? No, I, I was going to, and I thought, no, nah, better not. Yeah, yeah, and um, I took the grown-up approach of uh, removing it. I didn't. Yeah, and and said person from the group. So I'm sorry, Jason, um, if I've spoiled anyone's fun, including yourself. But uh, yes, she is no longer with no more the group. Nanang. No more Nanang. Yeah, we should get a T-shirt made up. Saying, remember the name. <laughs> remember yeah. Nanang. Remember With the name. picture. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I could edit her face onto the picture. Mm. You could edit it and then like on the uh, tits and the like crutch area, you could put each of our faces. Oh, God. God. So what, a face on each nipple? And, yeah. yeah. Okay, right. Um, I'm not sure how my other half would feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Well, a bit of a laugh, it is, yes. Um, right, there we shall go. we get down to business? Yes, um, we it, can was, right, it was my picks for this one, wasn't it? It was, so, um, I'll, I'll give us a brief run through quickly. So, we are going to be talking on this episode, episode 20, of our top three gut wrenching slash heartbreaking promos. We're going to have Johnny doing his wonderful segment of Johnny Oki. We have two songs to sing. Indeed. Course. We will also be debating our best moments from the icon, Sting. Oh! Does he... Does he no, it's like a wolf, that, weren't it, really? That's oh, a fucking wolf. That was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as well as Danhausen, Watchhausen, and we'll just be talking shit at the end. Plus, we have a new segment. We do. We'll be introducing, seeing as we're not really covering the news much because it goes out of date by the time this shit goes <laughs> it live. It does. Um, we have our very own Top Turnbuckle podcast quiz. Yes, we do. Now, I dug out from my loft, my attic... The WWF Wrestling Trivia Game 800 Questions box set. That's actually worth quite a lot of money. <laughs> I got this back in... I don't even know where I got it from. I think I got it from like a WWF shop or something. Back in 95, 96 time. All the questions are based from like 1985 to 1996. Um, yeah. It's fucking hard. <laughs> I might throw a few extra questions in there over time. Up to date ones, maybe. Um, well, for, for the video listeners, there it is. There it is. I'm pointing out for those who are li- listening via. Is the video still rolling? Yes, it, it is. is. It is. Okay. The- Don't take any <laughs> notice yes. of the screen going. Um, okay. As we, we had a little run through beforehand, didn't we? And um, we figured out quite quickly that you two are like, okay, you know, you two are going to hold your own. I'm fucked. <laughs> it all depends on the fucking question yeah, because some of them are ridiculous yeah. because you're going back in context to like when was it made 1996 um, I, I don't remember what I did was... last week yeah. so I'm screwed yeah I think it was 96 yeah because a lot of the cards on there are like Triple H when he was Hunter. so yeah 95 96 time yeah um, well, it actually says 98 on here I don't buy that for a second. But I think it was before. You've got like fake diesel in the picture and Phil Lafon. Yeah, that's 96. That's 96. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. And we're going to make a title belt as well. I, I might make it. 
Johnny and is going to make us a title a bill. A title championship. Yeah, so, so what will happen out. is each episode we shall be quizzing, uh, we'll have, what is it, one quiz master and two people, answer, or whatever. Well, we'll sort something. What are we doing? One question each. Oh, one yeah, that's it. Each. That's it. Yeah. Whoever, then, whoever's got the most points at the end of the year will be crowned the top, top turnbuckle trivia heavyweight champion of the world and universe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh, we're going universe, are we? Universe. Oh, yes. It means that much more. And if you get a point wrong, you lose question a point. Wrong. If you get a question wrong, you lose a point. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're going to do the trivia game at the end of the show. and going to trivia the shit out of this yes. episode. Yeah. 800 questions. That's going to keep us going. We're not, we're, not going we're not going for full 800 like <laughs> <No>. today. <laughs> so, what, five questions each or three questions each or yeah. one card each? Or whatever. Yeah, a card each. We'll figure it out as we go. Yeah. yeah. So then, folks. We go. Are we sitting comfortably? Well, I don't know. As much as I can on this <laughs> fucking thing. Come and sit on one knee, come on. No, you're right, Johnny. As I said, you disturbed me, mate. <laughs> you are looking rather dishy today. Am I? <laughs> Very good. Oh, and on that note, we shall get rolling straight <laughs> into... <laughs> yeah, very much. <laughs> we will get rolling straight into our first segment, which is our top three gut-wrenching and heartbreaking promos. Um, get those I tissues ready. don't know about you guys, but I really enjoyed doing this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for the input there, James. <laughs> uh, yeah. I might I, do it. Sorry, go on. I tried to put a positive spin on mine. That's that's one of the things I wanted to do. Yeah. Because some of these leaks are like a lot of tragedy and things like that, mm. don't they? So I, yeah. I don't think my first one's that heartfelt, really. No. It's just something I enjoyed. Yeah, you've just <laughs> sort of skimmed around the fucking question, Charlie, <laughs> yeah. really. But at the time, I What's think, <laughs> as a... Yours are more like strange promos that <laughs> shock people. Yeah. Yeah, I think that <laughs> one it kind of is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, you technically one of mine. I don't know. You, I think one of mine. You technically probably couldn't call a, a promo. It's just something that happened. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. a ten-year-old boy. It made me feel something. <laughs> <laughs> and silence. There right. Does he disturb? Yeah. You, he's, he's getting there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I've been on my best behaviour yeah. so far. When? Is that before say, we started it recording? It me like this three-second <laughs> shock. Thing is where that I kind have of to process what? Uh, not yeah. again. <laughs> Who would like to start this section? I can oh, go for it. Yeah. yeah, mate. Okay, so I'm going to go with. He's got notes again. I haven't He's really. Got I've just got title. It's just <laughs> fucking titles. Oh, you've always got a fucking encyclopedia to go through. Yeah, girls. Uh, I'm going to go with Roman Reigns on this one. I'm going to go with the uh, him coming out telling the audience that he had leukemia. Yeah, yeah, I think that's sad. Mm. And yeah. I think that why this one hits quite hard is that he was in the middle of that phase where everybody was booing him. Mm. And when he first comes out, he's holding that title and everyone is kind of booing him. Yeah. Was yeah, he champion are. at the time? Yes. He was, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Starts off and he's got no connection with the crowd at all. Like no. he's talking... And he's talking quite seriously, but they don't know where it's going, you know, the audience. And then he says something along the lines of, my real name is Joe and I've been battling leukaemia. And then everyone suddenly falls into silence. Mm -hmm. And I just think this one's really interesting because of what was going on at the time. 
where he was actually hated, but then the crowd turn and give him respect. And if you remember, they have the uh, shield at the end. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seth Rollins was beside himself. Yeah. As, as they did, like, the shield... Uh, the three hands in. Three hands in. That's right, yeah. I didn't know you missed your chance did, then. Did, Look, yeah. we had it on camera. You missed your chance. Too late, mate. They, they didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah. That's a good pick, man. Did they yeah. announce it before? Like, anything before? On, like, no, I don't think saying, they did. I don't remember it being no. anywhere on social media I don't at think, all. I don't think they did. No. I think he just come out and said it mm. like that. And... Uh, there's not much more to say about it. It's interesting with the crowd where they uh, thank him mm. and then he puts the belt down. Sad moment, but you'll see a pattern in my one soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the, the pattern for me and the end message is actually more important mm. than the promos themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good pick. Good, good start. That a good pick. Yep. Do you want to go? Do you want me to go? I don't mind. Um, um, you crack on them. Do you like crack on you okay, oh, mate. So my first one isn't really sensitive or anything, really. <laughs> um, so I'll take you back to November the 20th, 1995. And it was 24 hours removed from the ninth annual Survivor Series, where Bret Hart defeated Big Daddy Cool for the WWF Championship. Mm. Now, uh, during the next night's Monday Night Raw, it was Savio Vega and Skip of the Body Donners were in the ring. And all of a sudden, Diesel comes out and he makes his way out and he starts to cut this like shoot interview promo at the side of the ring. And I think I kind of felt this as heartfelt because it was coming from him. It was something different to the character he'd had all year. And like, he followed it by saying like, this was one of the first times, well, I, well to be honest, I think this is one of the first times that um, a wrestler had kind of broken character as well. And was sort of like being himself, as I didn't really remember anyone else really doing that before. Mm-hmm. Um, he grabs the microphone and starts talking about the actions from the previous night. And he says that he slept like a baby for the very first time in a year, mentioning how, how he couldn't sleep before because Vince McMahon had turned him into this corporate puppet. And like in closing, he kind of sort of just says, like, the big daddy call of old is back. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not saying I won't slap hands, but you better be wearing a black glove for me to do it. Yeah, it was short. It was to the point, uh, but the promo really stood out because it was after a year. I said of Diesel being this baby face, this good guy, being told like to to go out there and do what he had to do, and it was like a complete switch up. It was something completely different, and it was also one of the first references of Vince McMahon being known as the owner. Yep. Okay. The the reason I like this is because this is Kevin Nash. Yeah. This is what we're going to see. And this is what actually the click were trying to get Vince to do. Mm. They wanted to start making everything more realistic. Yeah. As much as the click get a bad name, which is deservedly so, they were trying to push for a more edgier product. Mm. And this was one of the first times that they attempted to do that. Yeah, it was really ahead of his time as well. And it's strange because it's Kevin Nash has got like no energy in this. You know where everyone's usually really energetic Mm. and, you know, with a wrestling promo, you see that. He's just sort of slumped talking. Yeah, yeah. And it's a real proper, it's Kevin Nash talking. It's not Diesel. Honestly, I've not seen this. 
Yeah, it's at it's, all. It's, it's, some people say it's like a a prequel to the Attitude Era. Yes, right. like yeah, it's like Kevin Nash was the person that started it until Stone Cold came along and just kicked the door down. Yeah, and just sort of took over. Um, it, yeah, it would have been interesting to see. Like, what do you think would have happened to Diesel if he hadn't gone and stayed in that character? Do you think he would have beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania twelve? No. You don't think he would have? I don't think that match would have even taken place if no. he wouldn't have been going to WCW. An I interesting t- fact as well, if you look at the Scott Hall from WCW when he first debuted, he came out in the middle of a match before the two people had started. Yeah. Exactly mm. what Kevin Nash did. He came out, two people hadn't started wrestling yet. Pretty much almost okay. the same. In a way. The, the, the click, which was Scott Hall, Hunthurst Helmsley... Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels, one, two, three, kids, yeah, Shawn Waltman, and I'm missing one. Who am I missing Uh, here? uh, 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 I can't remember who I just said. It was just an incredible part of it. Uh, A little bit, and so was, uh, and I'll remember his name. Is it Louis Spicoli? Red Radford. Yeah. Yeah. He was as well a little bit. There were certain people who were part of the clique, but don't. Get the mention. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know about the Just Incredible one and that one. Yeah, as well. sort he was of. Friends of X Pac, the kid, weren't he? I'm yeah. Like, okay. Bulldog was sort of verging on there the as H, well. Yeah. He was right. like, yeah. They, they weren't hanging out like the other five were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were, they were in there. and around that circle. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because those guys wanted an edgier product and were really pushing Vince. Yeah. Because they were fed up with this fiend stuff, this job, you know, like all these uh, occupational gimmicks, mm. and they yes. were like, "Let's bring this into the like 20th century now." Yeah, time to change it up. You know, bit. let's let's make this something that's dramatic, and can we use our real names? And what actually happens is Vince doesn't do it. And then Kevin Nash and Scott Hall go with Eric Bischoff, and they create it along with yeah, him, yeah, and that's yeah. where you get the NWO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my first pick. I'm have to check that out. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Maybe but that was almost them testing the water on it. Yeah. 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 Good pick. I made what? notes on my phone this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, my first pick's quite a recent one. Um, well, not really, really recent, but from the last few years, which comes from AEW's Double or Nothing, uh, May twenty fifth, twenty nineteen, and it is. The promo at the end of the match between Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes. I um, still get a lump in my throat every oh, time he mate, says it. Same. I mean, it was a brilliant match as yeah. well, to be fair, and a brutal, yeah. bloody match as well. And um, there's a wonderful speech at the end from Cody, who I believe they were, who were they coming up against? The Young Bucks, it I was, believe. Yeah. Um, and he was looking for a partner. He needed a tag team partner to go into it, and um, and I've got it written down. Uh, Cody went on to say to Dustin, I don't need a partner. I don't need a friend. I need my older brother. Yeah, and he cracks as he does oh, it, and it's just time. beautifully delivered, and it's sort of from the heart. It's, um, I knew you had it, so I didn't put it in. Yeah. Simple this, as that. Was this after the match they'd had? Yes. To, yeah, yes. Sort of thought, yeah. yeah, and that was a bloody as hell match as well, yeah. man. Um yeah, and as I put at the end here, um, it caused the fans in the LA arena to go absolutely wild. And it did. I mean, it, it was an amazing reaction for a beautiful moment. Mm. And as the camera pans around, you may have seen a few people uh, get a bit of indoor hay fever. 
Yeah, it was. It, it was, was a lot, there was a lot of wet eyes in that arena after that. It was really. really it's a stunning well moment. Yeah. Absolutely I, stunning moment. I think it's Dustin Reynolds' mm-hmm. best match. Yeah. Ever. I really do. It's a phenomenal match. If I, anyone can I think it's a, if, if anyone can think of one that's better, mm. let me know. But mm. I think it's his best match. I think that'd be a good topic to cover yeah. one day. Yeah. Gold dust, Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. Rhodes. Yeah. And it's it, from the modern era as well of Dustin Rhodes, who I personally think has just been on leaps and bounds in the last few years because he's one, he's been able to be as creative as he wants. Mm-hmm. And two, you can see the body transformation he's had, especially in the last five years or so. He's really put that work in. Yeah. And for a, for a guy as old as he is, he How can. How old is he now? He must be. He's got to be in his fifties. Yeah, he's got to be fifty four, fifty three. Oh, I thought he was younger than that. Could be. But I he's, mean, he's resting back uh, in like late eighties, late eighties, yeah, early nineties, Royal yeah. Rumble nineteen ninety. But he can still hang with the youngsters. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Easily hang with the youngsters. Mm. Um, it's a beautiful moment, absolutely beautiful, and that is my number three pick. Yeah, blue. Yeah, yeah, short but sweet. Nice. Back to you. Back, Back to, to you. me. Okay, so my next one, which is actually really strange because it's just sort of happens again. Mm-hmm. This one is Edge's retirement. Mm. And this is another shocker because this isn't advertised either. And yeah. Edge was in his prime. Oh, it was at just, the peak. He'd just peak come of yeah, his career. He'd just come off of a match at WrestleMania 27 mm-hmm. against Alberto Del Rio. It wasn't the greatest match. Oh, it was the opening match. Wasn't it was it? the opening yeah. match. And he retained, and there was nothing said at all about. Edge being injured or anything like that, and he, he comes did, out on he Raw. He didn't look it either. No. He comes out on Raw and says that he's been to see the doctors and he's got to retire. Mm. And was he injured during the match or was it previous? Uh, it was from a previous neck injury. He'd been wrestling a borrowed time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, that's what he says. Mm. And uh, it's, it's just sad because he's right in his prime. Like he looks so young, like as he's doing this promo. Yeah. Like when you, yeah. if you go back and watch it now, he looks so young, and it's, it just sucks. Like there's, mm. there's just this feeling like of sadness, but it sucks. You can kind of feel that the crowds are looking at this, thinking, "Is this an angle?" Oh, I thought when he was. first yeah, starts. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was, you know, a, yeah. it was a joke. Yeah, someone was going to come down and go, "No, no, no." Mm. And again, I'd, I'd encourage anyone to watch this back, especially we don't really need to go into this at the moment because we mm. don't know what's going on with him. It's kind of strange watching this after potentially seeing his last match mm. on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, I have to reiterate that the message is stronger for me over these three that I've picked. So yeah. I'm going to leave it there. Go watch it. It's shocking. It's, it's even shocking man. and sad now. I think yeah. I've only ever watched it once. Yes, it's, it sucks. Mm. Yeah, I was never a big Edge fan. Get out. But, uh, um, get out. I was the same. <laughs> yeah, I was the same. You think you know me? You think you know me? I thought I knew you, Perry. Yeah. And uh, 
and I always liked him. I never saw him as top tier. Like that real high caliber. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I think at the time he was an 11 time world champion. Mm. He held the most belts out of anyone. Right, I see. And I never saw him as that top tier yeah, talent. Yeah. Uh, I respected him. I thought he was an excellent wrestler, but was he up there with like the flares, the no, savages, the, so. you know, all of these massive names, the rocks, yeah. the Austins. Not for me. No, same for same here. I, yeah. And I always preferred Christian as well. Did you? Like the two of them. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying I didn't like him. I, I do. Um, I do like Edge. I still like Edge. I think he's awesome as well. Sorry. There's no disrespect to Christian because he's good. He is good, but out of the two, you preferred Christian. Oh, I prefer Christian, yeah. yeah. Or Captain Charisma. Yeah, I, prefer, I still prefer him now. Oh, mate. I, I love Christian as that <laughs> hill when he was the CLB. Do you remember that when they were yeah, doing yeah. like the placards? Him and Jericho <laughs> together was so fucking funny with Austin. When that when he was the general manager, and they, I think they had unsafe working environment or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. At the start of the show, and they were walking round in circles with placards, and he fucking comes out on them both. It's so fucking funny. But I still love Christian now, where he's oh, like, yeah. yeah, he's not even the TNT champion, but he's walking around like he is. Yeah, with the belt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he was making fucking matches for Luchasaurus, <laughs> yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Back to you, mate. Yep, back to me. Right, okay. My next pick: September the fourteenth, nineteen ninety-eight. You can't fire me. I'm already fired. Now, the pro promo I'm quoting is the return of Ric Flair and the reformation of the Four Horsemen. I wonder where you were going with that. <laughs> so, the backstory, um, it had been a year since the Four Horsemen broke up. Flair dissolved the group. Arn Anderson had retired and his replacement, Kurt Henning, had turned on the group and joined the NWO, injuring Flair in the process. Benoit and... Steve McMichael were left to their own devices. Uh, but in 98, while Ric Flair was missing in action, Benoit Malenko tried to convince Arn Anderson to reform the Four Horsemen. But Arn didn't want anything to do with it. He didn't, he didn't want Dean getting involved. Even JJ Dillon, their former manager, tried, but still had no luck. Now, earlier in the year, Ric Flair's contract had come up. And during talks, he signed a letter of intent to sign a new contract... Meanwhile, he'd made arrangements to have April the 9th Thunder taping off to watch his son Reed compete in an amateur wrestling event. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. okay, I'm glad you got this in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Ric Flair was then asked to work the show last minute in a just a throwaway backstage segment. He said no and was suspended and sued for breaching his contract. Within a few months, Flair had spent $75,000 in legal fees. Fucking hell. He was unable to get a deal from the WWF at the time as well. And he was trying to get a, just get out of there. Um, so he had no choice but to return to WCW. So the lights are dimmed. It's WCW Nitro. JJ Dillon comes to the ring. He's wearing his tuxedo. And straight away, the crowd are shouting for Flair. They're saying, we want Flair. On Anderson comes out next. He announced it was the new beginning for the Four Horsemen. He invited Steve McMichael out, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko. All came out wearing matching tuxedos. Arn Anderson cut a promo saying this version of the Four Horsemen was going to usher in the new millennium. Then as it sounds like he's about to wrap the promo up, he goes, My God, what a goof! What a goof! 
I almost forgot the four horsemen. Ric Flair, get on down here. And the crowd just erupts. They just go crazy. I love the way that the crowds are so getting impatient with how long this is going (laughs) on. At one point, Arn has to turn to the crowd and he goes, everybody is going to get what they want (laughs) tonight. Yeah, that's it. He has to actually say it because there's such a thunderous light thing for Flair (laughs) that they're they're beginning to think, is Flair actually going to come out? And he has to stop it and almost sort of foreshadow Wait until I'm finished. <laughs> yeah, fucking. Oh, that's my favourite bit of the yeah, whole thing. Yeah. So the crowd's exploded. Um, they're giving this standing ovation, like long after he's got into the ring. Mm. Flair's crying like usual. Um, <laughs> no, I don't buy that for a second. <laughs> yeah. After thanking the fans, he um, he turns his attention to Eric Bischoff, the person who suspended yeah, him yeah. and everything else, and. He goes on just like one of the most memorable rounds of his career. He goes, I've got it quoted here. Um, You're an overbearing arsehole. You're an obnoxious, overbearing arsehole. Cut me off. Abuse of power. Abuse of power. You suck. I hate your guts. You are a liar, a cheat, a scam, a no good son of a bitch. Fire me. I'm already fired. And... This is possibly one of the last great moments in WCW history. I think so. And I think it I think it's I don't know if it was worked, but it's certainly real from yeah. the events and the emotion. I think it's mm. seriously what Ric Flair thinks Ferret Bischoff. Yeah. And I don't know if it's a work between the two. I really don't. But it's really quite just, good a Bischoff to come down yeah, yeah, yeah. and he comes down without the leather jacket or anything just in a Ralph Lauren polo and <laughs> yeah. like comes down as if it's completely Off not street. rehearsed yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and it's it, it, it's great this should have been the revenge story and the final nail in the NWO the four horsemen I feel like should it, it it kind of take, even if it didn't happen it kind of told you a story that it could yeah. happen yeah um, but WCW blew it it didn't happen um but yeah, that's, that was my pick. An interesting fact, though, WWE held its post-show tribute to Ric Flair after a 2003 Raw in the same building. Is, oh, right. Is this the one when they handed him the world title? Yes, I think so. He has a match with Ric Flair in the main event, and afterwards everyone comes out and just kind of celebrates What Triple Flair. H does. Um, Triple H does, yeah, and then everyone from the back comes out, and they all just... Like, he, he puts the world heavyweight title on him. Yes, I think yeah. he does, yeah. Um yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, just really good pick, I think. Another interesting fact is I found out Arn Anderson was only 45 years old in 2003, one year older than CM Punk now. Yeah, he looks <laughs> about crazy. 60. I, we could have got another Arn Anderson run out of that. Damn, man. Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Arn Anderson looked about 50 did, when he yeah. was in his teens well, Arn Anderson still looks the same now yeah he does <laughs> I still wouldn't fuck with him that's, but... actually, that's <laughs> actually helped him that he used to look like that because yeah. he, he looks old but he still looks the same really. even his son Brooke Anderson now yeah. on AEW looks, looks exactly old yeah. <laughs> no different yeah. but yeah there you go good pick man pick. really yeah. good pick um, my number two is again it's another AEW one um, again, this one is still pretty recent in my mind. Um, and I did explain sort of beforehand, this one isn't, it's not so much of a promo, but it was, it was a farewell. And uh, it was a farewell 
from um, Eric Rowan and the one brief appearance that he's made on AEW. Um, and it was the um, Dark Order match with Hangman Page uh, defeating the Pinnacle uh, with the help of the wonderful negative one mm. um, with a almighty headshot with, with a kendo stick. Um Towards uh, towards the end of this match, Eric or Big Red Rowan shocks the crowd after taking Wardlow out of the equation as uh, the Pinnacle's illegal enforcer. Um, and once the victory was sealed, Eric Rowan decides to join the Dark Order in the middle of the ring to celebrate not only the match but the life of um, his dear friend Brody Lee. And um, whilst hugging each other in the ring. Eric Rowan pulls out a huge sign that simply states, "Good now, goodbye for now, my brother. See you down the road." I love that. Oh, I mean, it was so, so it was heartbreaking when Brody Lee went. Yeah, absolutely heartbreaking because he was on the rise big time. Yeah, he was. He was uh, just about. I mean, he. I think his last match was. Cody, it? it was, yeah. Yeah, the um, strap match. match. Yeah, strap yeah. match, yeah. And it was a... It, he'd come on leaps and bounds since, you know, the long, long drawn out who was the exonerated one for yeah. the Dark Order. And then when he turned up, that was like, holy shit. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can see this, like, really going somewhere. And it was. It really, really was. And then just like that, he was gone. Underutilised in WWE, and then went to AEW. Started to look like he was going to really, really kick on, and then it just sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's not much more to say, no, in my opinion. No. I mean, it was it was it's a shame. It was such a beautiful tribute. I mean, you know, and it was you know, it was so simplistic. It was just a sign. Yeah. But you know, it was hard for him to do because he cracks while he's holding it. Mm. And yeah. it's everyone in the Dark Order, regardless for the guys that are wearing masks at the time. You don't need to see their faces to see the body language. You know how much this hurts for all of them. Yeah. And not just the guys the guys in the ring with the Dark Order and Eric Rowan, but everyone else. He meant a lot to a lot of people, you know, so much so that even Big E. Um, he tweeted something out, didn't he? Or he did a promo something. in the ring for him as well. Yeah, I, I think that even WWE, it's like in memory of Luke Harper when he died, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, yeah. But uh, he he meant a lot to a lot of people, and I think I've, I think we talked about him before. I always mm. encourage people to go and listen to the Talk is Jericho. Oh, yeah, uh, Luke Harper episode. Yeah, you'll find out what a stand up, really nice guy he yeah. is. Yeah, I've never yeah. listened to it. I've heard. It's really cool. Yeah. There's been so many wrestlers that reached out after that who just kept telling funny stories about just being on the road with him. Nothing to do with wrestling, but the amount of people that he was there for, that he supported, that he tried to help, that he looked after, all the people that, you know, he just wanted to make laugh. Very similar to Iron Heart. Mm. Uh, yeah. Not anyone had a bad word to say no. about him. He was a family man. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he, he did. He loved wrestling, but he loved his family loved more, his family apparently. More. And yes, yeah, so it, it just sucks. It's one of those. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good pick. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Who's next? Back to James again. Okay. I'll finish with my theme now. 
because my next one is Daniel Bryan's retirement. Mm-hmm. This is going. Yeah. This oh, yeah. is absolutely yeah. fucking going because for me, he was about to hit, you know, where we were talking about edge, mm. like, was he going to get to that level? I felt Daniel Bryan was on the way. Yep. Yeah. At this point, I felt after the WrestleMania 30, all the build up, and he got the belts. I felt that this was his journey with the belts, and I felt that we were getting our next big star. Mm. I yeah. mean, what did you think? Yeah, no, I really yeah. did. I, I can't, I, I, you I know, can't I, add anything to that way. Yeah, you've, I, you've absolutely no. You that. know, I I think that there's certain people who come along. Mm. I mean, I'm not going to, because I, I I like John Cena, but John Cena never resonated with the audience. Mm. This was organic, and yeah. I think that he was going to basically go to the moon yeah. off of this. And he has to retire. Yeah. I mean, but I think he has a match at Extreme Rules with Kane, and I think after that there's just this plethora of injuries he keeps having, and he has to, mm. in the end, relinquish the belt. He Keeps trying to come back. He goes for the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania oh, yeah, 31. Yeah. yeah, they keep trying everything to bring him back. It's just not working. No. And in the end, he does. I think he does win the Intercontinental title. He has to give it away in the ring. Yeah, I think that's what happens. Funnily enough, I think something happens with Ryback because him and Ryback were really good friends, mm. which is a really strange pair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, again, this sucks. Ryback's got friends. Yeah. <laughs> But Daniel Bryan really, really is good friends with yeah, Ryback. Right yeah, back. Oh, I've heard that, yeah. yeah. Uh, they travel together all the time with someone else, and I can't remember the other person. I think it's uh, Cesaro. Mm, yeah. Claudio Castanoni. That's the one. Well done. <laughs> okay. That's better than Ilya Drugunov, wasn't yep. it? Yep. <laughs> so, anyway, so when I was going through all these, I was looking at them, and maybe some people will be thinking... Well, these lose their sort of, not power, mm. sort of emotionally, because these guys come back. They all come back from these injuries. Every single person mm. I've mentioned, Roman Reigns, goes on to become the tribal chief, whether yep. you like it or not. The guy did have leukaemia. And look at the success Wait, story. I, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. Right? Yeah. Edge comes back and has one of the greatest moments coming through that curtain. Oh, mate, still gives me goosebumps now. That's number 21. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. In the 2020 Royal Rumble. And Daniel Bryan gets his chance to come back Mm -hmm. and he's still going today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The message I want to do with all of this is a positive one, and that is almost, not to quote John Cena, never give up. Yeah. Never give up. You look at you look at these yeah, you are situations, right, mm. and they're very sad. But take a few years down the line, and these guys all yeah. they all overcome it. Overcome, yeah. yeah. One life threatening yep. illness and two borderline yep. crippling yeah. injuries. They came back and got better. Yeah. So. Anyway. The journey I went on with this is I was like, uh, is this actually that powerful? Because these guys went back and then I thought, actually, yeah, it's, it's a really powerful yeah. story because they did all come back. Yeah. yeah. And and it's sort of a message to anyone out there. Like I say, never give up. Never yeah. give up. Yeah. There you go. That's Excellent. It.
Lovely. That's, that's oh. really cool, man. Yeah. yeah. I, like I feel that. like we should have ended on that yeah. because I've still got another pick. Uh, it's it's more <laughs> when I was watching it, I actually got that feeling mm. myself when I watched it. Yeah. I thought about it like the impact of the sadness and is that good? Yeah. yeah. But I, I think the more positive message is actually these guys come back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. There you go. Have you got any more picks? I've got one after you. Right. So I'm next. Okay. Smackdown 2001. Paul Hayden. <laughs> James just squeaked. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, James, yeah. James went to sneak out to go for the toilet and he accidentally stood on a squeaky dog that, toy. Oh, that was the squeak of a lion. <laughs> the squeak of a lion. God. He's just done this beautiful <laughs> speech at the end of his picks and it's gone because he stood on a dog squeak, toy. Squeak, squeak. God, dear. I hope he comes back down to squeak sick. I hope the microphones pick that up. <laughs> oh, dear. That was amazing. Oh. Sorry, should we try that? When can we start again? Yes, <laughs> let's hit it again. Right. So, SmackDown to I feel like I should squeak. SmackDown two thousand. It's all right. SmackDown two thousand and one. Paul Heyman lets oh. loose on Vince McMahon. Fucking didn't he just? He comes out and he airs all of his grievances. On the boss for turning wrestling into a dirty word. The I segment love felt this. Yeah, I did. The segment felt extremely personal as, mm. and is one of Paul Heyman's very best promos. And Mr. Squeak has just returned. Oh, I, I don't want to get in the way of your. Oh, sorry, thing. no, no. Uh, Squeak it, get gone. Go on, get it. Oh, hello. <laughs> Here's a lion. <laughs> All right, Squeak. What's, what's Jericho's move called? Um, Lion Salt. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, dear. Ooh. <laughs> it's Ooh. quite heartfelt, isn't it? It's oh, rather yeah. than Cox. Yeah. It's yeah. the general theme of the last yeah. one. Oh, lion with a squeaky God. cock. <laughs> okay. Carry on. Where was I? Right. So, the segment felt extremely personal and is one of Paul Heyman's very best promos. Vince actually told Heyman to go out and shoot on him as well. He did. Really? Yes. Yep, he went, just go out there, make me money, just say what you've got to <laughs> say. scared shitless when you come back. <laughs> yeah. The promo starts with Heyman talking about upcoming Survivor Series, because this was obviously between the whole alliance, yeah, the alliance WWF yeah. thingy going on. Um, and Vince comes out and the tone of the promo just changes. He went on to say how much he hated Vince how his family hated him, how he is only a billionaire off the back of other people's hard work. He, he says how Vince killed the territories. And a couple of quotes, he, he said, um, Vince, your father shook the hand of every promoter yeah. mm-hmm. and swore to them that he would never compete against them. And his son would never compete against them either. And when your father died, you competed and you drove everyone out of business. You ran all of the competition to the ground and stole all of their ideas, and you made yourself a billionaire out of it. And you know whose ideas you stole the most, Vince? You stole mine. I care about what you, I, I care about what you did to me and my family. You stole my dreams, my legacy, everything ECW represented. 
while Doyne the Clown was running around, Steve Austin was drinking his first beer in ECW. I love that bit. And the attitude error was just a poor imitation of the revolution ECW started in the 90s. You got nothing, man. What you got is my ideas. You stole my life, my money, my legacy. Is he wrong? He's not wrong. <laughs> He's not wrong. No. But also, you have to go back and look at the 80s territories. There was a uh, there was an opportunity to do it, and if Vince wouldn't have done it, someone else would. It's the best way of describing it. Yeah, yeah. Why no one did that in mm. the first place, I have no idea. But have we got to give credit to where it's due? How fucking good a promo is that? It's an excellent promo, but also, as much as we don't like him, you also have to give props to Vince for letting him do it. Yeah, I don't think he had any idea. Yeah, because if you actually watch it back, it is mega personal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He's grave, yeah, what he's done. And it's the way Paul Heyman says it all as well. It's all my ideas, yeah. man. It's also He's the way so that passionate. It's also the way that Vince carries it. And yeah. you know what I think about Vince at the moment? Prick. Uh, the way he stands there and just takes it. Yeah. It's it's really well done. It's, it's a you know, braver man than I am, but I still, I still don't mean I'd ever fucking say, oh, poor Vince. No, fuck Vince. No, it's not about poor Vince. It's more about the, the fact that he... It, the, the, the way it's done. Yeah, yeah. The way the promo's it, done. It's because it, it's, brilliant. It's some of the stuff he says is really personal. Mm. Is, yeah. Then he turns his attention on Taz as well. He likes saying he used to be this yeah, monster, this machine. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's this obnoxious, terrible commentator. Obnoxious, fat, terrible yeah. commentator. Yeah. 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 So Paul, Paul Heyman's always going to knock it out of the park. Yeah. Isn't he? And this oh, is, hell yeah. This was him really let off the leash. Yeah. Yeah. Which I actually think he needs. I, I actually don't like Paul Heyman's role at the moment. I don't know if any of you guys I do. don't. I think it's completely wasted. I think that Sami Zayn got him spot on where he said, that looking that you do at Roman Reigns is really weird. It mm. is weird. <laughs> yeah. It's gone too far. Yeah. I'd rather get nasty Heyman. Yeah. Yeah. Vicious Heyman. Like uh, what he did to Cody. Mm. Heyman, mm. rather than just standing there with them belts looking at uh, Roman Reigns as if, like... And what is going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mate, that's fucking awesome. Drink it. It is, it's mine. It is yours. Um, I apologise, because I've got quite a bit of quotation from this one, but I will do it as quickly as possible. Yeah, fine. Um, this, I, I've posted this in the group before, because I can't remember who it was and when it was, but it was a few months back. Someone was talking about that's how you shoot a promo. And um, and this, every time we talk about promos, and it was, once I picked this, this I knew straight away this was my number one. Okay. And it comes from an episode of Raw from the 16th of February, 2009. And it's a promo between Rowdy Roddy Piper and Chris Jericho entitled Old School's Cool. Now, I'll admit, I, I didn't remember this until we watched it earlier today. Mm. Um, but yeah. yeah. Um, uh, this this comes off the back of them talking about um, uh, Mickey Rourke in the film The Wrestler. Yeah. And um, Piper just makes this just heartstring speech. Yeah. 
and you can see how much it means to him while he while he's he's going for this. And I truly believe that this was off the cuff. This was I really, really good do because it is utterly heartbreaking because you can see how much Piper loves wrestling, how much Piper wants to be you know wants to be able to come back and do yeah, yeah, something yeah. in the ring for the fans more than anything else. And more to the point, how much wrestling means to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, he goes on to say, Mickey Rourke is my friend, and I watched his movie, The Wrestler, and yes, I cried. This movie is not about a bunch of old-timers that want another run. This movie is about the honour and respect we have for everyone. This movie is about the pain, physically and emotionally, and most of us, most important, why we... I'm sorry... And most of all, most importantly, why we do what we do for the thrill of performing. Ric Flair was right. We live for this. I have people come up to me and say, hey, Roddy, we remember when you slapped Mr. T. And I have people coming up to me and say, when my grandpa was alive, we watched you shave Adrian Adonis's head. (laughs) And Chris, you want to bury these moments? No, these moments are to be celebrated. Last year, I was in the Royal Rumble, and when I came out in Madison Square Garden, 24,000 people would jump to their feet. And just for one second, Chris, I felt like I was back in the first WrestleMania. That was the thrill of a lifetime for me. I have one hip, and I hurt all the time. But as long as these folks here say so, I will crawl down here on my hands and knees just to give them one more memorable moment, because old school's yeah yeah great promo really is a really good this this is one of the reasons why Piper will always always be in my top three favourite wrestlers of all time this is a different Piper promo yeah this This is is, this is a this shows Piper's emotion most of Piper's ones show his emotion but they show him as hot rod crazy hot yeah, rod it's yeah. very different this is Roderick Toons yeah it's very very good promo. this must have been one of his and last I, ones he done yeah and I never I, I, I never saw this promo no mm. as I said yeah I this, this is exactly why I wanted to show you guys yeah. this before we recorded and just show you you know and I only showed the um, the shortened version of it three and a half minutes um it's heartbreaking, man. Because, like I said, you know, before before I read out that quote, you can see how much this means to him. Mm. That he would love to be able to come back and give people, you know, the fans, not just in the arena, but at home, that one last memory. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's it's a great promo. Mm. I think it's sad because it's overshadowed by the controversy that took place between yeah, Jericho yeah. and. Uh, there was something go on, weren't there, where mm. where they were negotiating with Mickey yeah, Rourke. So yeah, they, yeah. That was supposed to be the match, and in yep. the end, the match was, was a like three-on-one handicap yeah. match. Yeah. And then he got involved in the end and knocked Jericho out, didn't he, or yeah. something? Yeah, it was a shit end to a... I suppose it did lead on to Ricky Steamboat. Yeah, that's Jericho. what I was going to yeah. That's what I was going to say. The person who benefited the most out of all of that feud was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah. He was so good in the match that he ended up having a singles match with him, I think, at the next pay-per-view, yeah, Backlash for Extreme Rules yeah. or whatever it was back then. But yeah. no, it's a, yeah, it was a great promo. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the last ones, well, one of the last best ones he did. For the legendary um, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yes. Very good. Bless him. Very good. 
That's it, isn't it? That That's is it. Top that is three it. Topic done and oh, dusted. Yep. Tell you what. We, we had, we did, we had a really good response to this one. Listener world, here we yeah. come. Um, we had quite a few different picks. Ooh. You know, I was I was expecting a lot from, um, you know, the, like I said to you guys before we started, I wanted to avoid Edge's retirement speech because I had a feeling that either one or all of us were going to have it or a lot of other people, you know, the listeners would pick it as well. I, I didn't think anyone would pick it, you know, and the reason I didn't think anyone would pick the ones that I picked is because of the very reason when I sat down and watched them all, is that they all come back. Yeah. And I sat there and thought, should I change my mind? And then I thought, no, because this is a positive message. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they all do come back and have really, really memorable moments Yeah. off of it. So, yeah. So, our first one, we have uh, Warren Roberts... Hello, Warren. Hello, um, Warren. He's picked Flair's retirement speech and Mark Henry's retirement speech. You, which one of Mark Henry's? The one with the salmon jacket. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. it's that one. What, the swerve. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that was awesome. It was. I really, did enjoy really, that. I rewatched that the other day. It was really well help. done, but I yeah. think I think it led to as well as it was done. I think it led to issues because I think that what people were uh, worried about was. Every time that someone come out and done a retirement speech, there was an angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, we have Anthony Scoo's Macri. Uh, the Dark Orders promo with Brody Lee Jr. after the passing of Mr. Brody Lee. Yeah, we covered that one, didn't we? Yeah. Pretty much. Um, we also have Bobby Shepard. <laughs> Stu Reed knows the, uh, these already, but Edge's retirement promo broke my heart. He'd been a favourite of mine since he cashed in on Big Match John. I love that. (laughs) On Big Match John and retirement just came out of nowhere. Um, He's also picked Ultimate Warrior 2 to be buried by WWE for so long, only to make amends and come back for the Hall of Fame, only to die two days later, gutted. And yes, I know Warrior was a prick. (laughs) <laughs> that that one was just shocking. Yeah. The whole scenario of that one was just. Was I don't even know what to say about that now, because you had him come out on Raw for the first time yeah. since 1996. Yeah, and then you you hear the next day he's passed away, and it's Do, just like I. It's just strange when you think there's, yeah. there's just something about this for me. Do you think he knew he was on his way? I think so. I, 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 I thought do. this the other day, actually. I thought that he must have known something. He must have. And he wanted to just get in there, meet everyone, make friends with everybody, because he didn't look that well in the ring. No, he didn't. And it's all the fame. Yeah. I, I don't know. I have, I have no idea. Obviously, it's quite haunting. Not so much now, but when you look at the speech... <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's a good Like buy. every warrior breathes his last breath and everything like that. And then the following week, you've got everyone in warrior t-shirts yeah. doing yeah. bell salute. It is... I'm telling you now, that was a good buy. I think he knew Yeah, I, I don't. Mm. I really don't know. Um, next, we have David John Reynolds. Hello, David. Hello, David. Uh, my favourite three, which to me were heartfelt and gut-wrenching, were Edge's retirement speech, Shawn Michaels' old yellow segment with Ric Flair. Yep. Which is awesome. Uh, but the one I found the most heartfelt, believe it or not, was CM Punk's pipe bomb. Yeah. 
which Rob Shepard quite straight away put, oh, yeah, how could I forget the pipe bomb? Now, you've got to admit, like it or not. Yeah. At the time, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And as David replied back to Rob, it still gives me goosebumps even today. Then we go back to Rob again <laughs> because he forgot to pick his third one. Hello again, Rob. Hello. I think my last shout would be Ric Flair after winning the Royal Rumble in 1992. Brilliant. I hated the good man one, for yeah. winning. That's a really good one. I, I almost went with that one. Yeah. I hated the I man. I didn't even think of that. I hated the man for winning brackets at the time. And the promo got right under my skin, but it felt like a huge deal. And you could see it meant the world to him. And he ends with, woo! Yeah. It's a great promo. Mean Gene Absolutely. does a fantastic job as well, making it look legit. Yeah. Don't he shout as well, like, put, this, put that cigarette yeah, out. That's, yeah, that's how he makes it look legit, <laughs> yeah. because he makes it look like behind the scenes there are all these photographers and everything. Yeah. Because what he's trying to do is signal to a journalist, mm. you're not allowed to smoke in here. No, so it, he makes it seem big time with all, whereas I think there was just one person with the camera <laughs> yeah, behind probably. there. Yeah, yeah. We then go to Brian Jeffrey Gunn. Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. Hard times always hits close to home. Eddie Guerrero's addiction promo I before he praised Brock Lesnar. did have this one. I did as well. Yeah, I changed it. And finally, he picks Edge's retirement speech because it was so sudden and out of nowhere. A lot of Edge fans yeah. in the house. I, I think the Edge one isn't just because of Edge fans. I think the Edge one is because it, it, it was, was too real. gutting. Mm. Yeah. Because it, it was shocking. I mean, it, he was at the top of his game. Yeah. And finally, we have Will Dodd. And will he simply put is, always love this one from Paul Heyman in 2001. And it's the one that you picked, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. It's the pipe bomb on Vince. Yeah. There we go. They were brilliant responses because there wasn't a lot that was the same. Yeah. yeah. You know, and this is, this is why I picked this segment the top three heartbreaking, gut-wrenching promos because there's such a big world you can open up there for is. this. Mm. I also have another one. Do you have another one of yours? Uh, I don't want to jump in. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, my I had a, a, my honourable mention was Edge's retirement speech. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, had a, I posted around this morning, like, just letting people know about the podcast mm. and everything, and a guy called Johnny Rose, who hopefully now is a member of the, pod, uh, the Facebook page, he wrote... Um, Buddy Landell uh, from Smoky Mountain Wrestling, uh, just before his match with Shawn Michaels at the Super Bowl of Wrestling event back in 1995, he knew Buddy Landell was having some troubles and it felt real and heartfelt and yeah, it was a chance to be himself. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I, I think I've seen it I, once I a long time comment. ago. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I have it. not seen it. I've seen the match that he's yeah. talking about, yeah, but I can't I remember yeah. the promo. I've seen the match, but I can't remember the promo. No, but sorry, who, what, who was the name this, of the guy that posted it? Johnny Rose. Johnny, thanks for reaching out anyway, though, Johnny. Yes. Um, and that has now given me something to look out for. I'll go, I will have a look for that. Yeah. Yep. Thanks a lot. Thanks to everyone that got involved on that, se- that segment. That was a brilliant response, and I'm so pre- yeah. pleased about that. It is nice to have that response. <laughs> so it's please, please try and continue that. That would be fantastic. Yeah. We love all of your comments. Yeah. And 
suggestions and anything else. So, because, as I mean, all, we are on. very generous in that we always give everyone a shout out and we always yeah, read out comments. Yeah, every single comment we get, we read out. Yeah, so please take advantage of it, guys. Yeah. And to keep getting involved, please go and check out our social media pages. Um, we're on Twitter at T underscore Turnbuckle Pod, uh, Facebook forward slash Top Turnbuckle Podcast, and Instagram at forward slash Top dot Turnbuckle dot Podcast. Keep getting involved, folks. This is and brilliant. TikTok. We are on get the ticker of Top. There is videos coming. Two, three a week at the moment. So, is there? Yes. And there will be a I'm lot not a TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. I no, neither am I. I can't fucking stand <laughs> TikTok. Shorts on YouTube are fucking bad enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. That's what YouTube have done to yeah. try and counter the fuck up. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, You can my record family, 10 minute videos on there now as well. Yeah, my family fucking love it. They swipe on it all the time and it's all bollocks. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't do there, TikTok. No, there's Sorry. even shopping channels on there You're now. fucking joking. Like QVC. Yeah, yeah, you buy stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking, it does, it reminds me of QVC. But TikTok are doing, uh, Top Term Record Podcasts are doing quite well on TikTok. So we yeah, really? Yeah, we are. Oh, we thank are you very indeed. much, everyone. Nice yeah, one. we're averaging about what we do on YouTube, which shows that yeah. it's pretty good. So Our I mean, last we're video, getting... we had 900 views. Yeah. And it was only a... Wow. Not even two minute video I done. Yeah. Right. So for you 900 that haven't subscribed <laughs> to us... Sort it out. Sort it out. We'll find you. We know where you live. <laughs> Some of you. <laughs> What's next? So what we have left is a watch along, Ooh. a song, Ooh. and some trivia. Ooh. It's yes. a new little competition. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So, um, watch along. So, yes, for the watch along, this time I picked... Um, I don't know why this came to mind. Can I... Can, should I get my bit out of the way go first? On. Yeah, go for it. Okay, I apologise. I've watched every single match, apart from the match that Stu picked, <laughs> involving William Regal and the Belfast Brawler and yeah. Finley and everything, except he's won, so I'm going to stick out of it. Yeah, okay, okay. fair I enough. I can tell you about all the others, if you don't. <laughs> now, a few months back, I'm pretty sure... Was it you that picked the um, piss-poor... Three level cage match. I never picked that. Who picked it from this? That was me. It was you. The right. gimmick matches. Yeah, it? yeah. I've got a really good this, one. This, this was when I started going through the phase of when you picked shit, yeah. I watched the whole promo. However, as soon as I clicked on this, I went, oh, I watched this, didn't I, recently? <laughs> um, because I recognised, obviously, the Conan versus Eddie Guerrero match at the start. Now, I skipped through this match. It's probably the only fucking good match on there. What a fucking dumb idea that was. <laughs> like, because I went back, watched this, and I, was, I sat there just going, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's, as I put there... Oh, I might have to explain. Yeah, sorry. This is Lord Stephen Lord Stephen Regal versus the Belfast, Bra- uh, Belfast Bruiser, Fit Finlay. Um... The only thing that really, really annoyed me about this match is the crowd are dead. Absolutely dead. Now, yes, if I you were... Right out myself, yeah. You know, if you were... I'm sorry, I, if I offend anyone, tough shit. If you were in the crowd, anyone that's listening to this or watching this video now, if you were in that crowd and you were watching this this match... You have no idea how lucky you are. That is a it's a 
and as, as I've put there, look at that. European Wrestling 101. It, unfortunately, <laughs> it's seen by probably Eric Bischoff at the time and everyone like that as this is a low-level filler. Yeah, yeah. And the so. rest of the bollocks that you're watching is actually what people are there to see. This is 1996 and this is Hogan Mania. Yeah, yeah. This is WCW. a fucking phenomenal match. A couple of things I wrote down about it. I'll put two European lads pounding meat on each other for 18 minutes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed uh, It's as stiff as hell. Yep, stayed. <laughs> yep. A straight up fight. Shut there weren't anything in there. <laughs> I should yeah, have no, there was. <laughs> Crowd didn't seem to get it. Regal suffered a broken nose. That's right, yeah. A broken cheekbone and had 12 stitches yeah. after this match. And WCW felt the match went too long and was too violent, but the show's called Uncensored anyway. I oh, know. Uh, yeah. The ending was rubbish, obviously. Blue, oh, with blue the, um, the that's it. Yeah, yeah, the blue blood's coming out. Uh, and on top of that, it's a great match. It, it is really a great is. match. Yeah. The lock holds in this are, they're great. They are absolutely great. One of my favourite moments from it is um, Finley's in, uh, I believe it's the bottom left-hand corner as you're watching, yeah. you know, watching it on screen, um, half down to his knees and Regal just, I don't know, I'm not entirely sure what he does. It does something like that, puts his hand on the ref's right shoulder, Nick Patrick, and he looks round to the right. And as he does that, he just swiftly kicks him in the balls. <laughs> yeah. That's proper, it's proper world of sports shit. Yeah. It goes back to the last but episode. Exactly. Was but it's, Regal's backing up to the other corner while Nick Patrick's reprimanding him, and yeah. he's just looking at the crowd going, what did I do? <laughs> yeah. What did I do? Ooh. But he pulls this Frank Spencer expression. He does, yeah. Just kind of that like, oh, am I down? Oh, he's... It's brilliant, and it is. It goes back to the world of wrestling that we were talking about on the last episode. Yeah. You know, and it, it's just a great match. It really is. It really I'm is. Genuinely pissed off at myself that I skipped it <laughs> and went to the other shite matches that were on that fucking card. But yeah, it is a great match, and it was the first one of uh, five matches or six matches they had. Five, I think it was. Yeah, they had one. Yeah, that didn't help me mm. in uh, the. Yeah. <laughs> so, supposedly, what James did is went through every single other match, just not the one we actually, not the one that yeah, I, I actually the, picked. I, I watched the other five, and I can tell you they're all very good. <laughs> the one oh, I yeah. realised is they had a match with the Great American Bash 2006 yep. in WWE, yeah. and yeah. one on SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't watch that one, so I knew it was WCW, but I couldn't remember. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. It's, it's a great awesome match. Yes. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I imagine it is. <laughs> it's very good. Yes. I will watch thanks, it. Thanks for it. the crowd. Yeah. Then, to be yeah. fair, at least I tried. I did watch five other matches. <laughs> <laughs> too little, too late, mate. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very hardcore match. The, the, what, they had a brilliant hardcore match. Yeah. You've seen that one in the like the junkyard brawl or something. Yeah. It's cool. I can't it's it like a better version of uh, what Steve Blackman had Ken with Shamrock. Uh, Ken yeah. Shamrock. Yeah. I think John Cena had one of their matches with Eddie Guerrero as well. Can't remember. Mm. But that was supposed to be a hard man match and it was shit. Hard <laughs> man match. It was when it was... <laughs> Wait for it. Yeah. Wait for it. Oh, God, <laughs> no. yeah. Fuck me. Um, yeah. yeah. Please, go and watch it. If you've got the network, go and watch it on that. If you haven't, go on YouTube. It's on there. Exactly. Or Daily Motion. Anything. Please go and watch Track this. It down. 
you know, for anyone that likes a bit of nostalgia, especially after what we were saying about world of sport, and you know, it's always good to look back on nostalgia. Definitely. Yeah. Fucking Definitely. Hint, hint. Um, <laughs> don't, Stu. Don't. <laughs> Don't. Right. I'm not going into that again. Would you like to hear the feedback we got from this? Oh, we got feedback. No, we got fuck all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got nothing. Sorry. It's about the stats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I put heartfelt and you know gut wrenching yeah. promos. I pick an awesome match. Fuck all. Nothing. Yeah. Well, whatever. Shame on you. You were like yep. fans of WCW watching the match uncensored. Yeah. Yeah. Not exactly. Interested. Yeah. Couldn't give a shit. That's all right. It's not like probably get to this point in the Facebook group. In the podcast, anyway. I have faith in you. Yeah, I have faith in. Uh, I can name probably four. Anyway, <laughs> right, right. So following on from that, we have a song. We do have. A we song. have a so we have a rap. It's not the thong song. We have a SummerSlam rap. <laughs> oh, because SummerSlam is in the air. Well, was in was the air, in the air. But Summer's yeah. still here in a way. We have a rap. Well, we don't. Well, I do. Johnny uh, Johnny's got into this shit. I, know. I love this shit. Yeah. I know. This, this is you slightly worrying, mate. Slightly worrying. So, you, can I just say, do you know what really irks me? Is that like you've got... Men on, yeah. What's irk? <laughs> irks me. I just come up with okay. a new word. It's probably a new word I've invented. I like it. Yeah, use it then. Fucking irks uh, me right off. Yeah, fucking Actually, irks no, me can't, right off. Actually, no, you can't. Irks, irk me right off. It's that like you church. have these fun sort of promos and raps by Men on a Mission. And then you've got that shit-assery one by Mo at yeah. the King of the Ring. And I will be covering that at some point. If you, I've got another three Men on a Mission raps to do at some point. Plus the promo. Where the fuck are you getting them oh, from, Joey? I'm digging deep. I'm digging deep. So this one actually um, involves men on a mission, Mo, Mayborn Oscar, and the Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, fuck's sake. And oh. it is called the SummerSlam 93 Rap. Okay. So I'm not going to wrap it. It's I'm got just going to be gonna... about Lex Luger, isn't it? Of course, of oh, course, yes, yeah. of course. <laughs> so I'm going to be Yoko and Lex, isn't it? Of course, it is. So I'm going to read Lex it. Express. I might throw a bit of Randy Savage voice in on there. No, no, he missed the bus. He went and stayed in the Hilton and told everyone to fuck off. It was actually a proper thing that he was supposed serious? to. Yes. Have you heard that, Johnny? Yeah, I have, yes. Yeah. He, he was such an arsehole. You know that they did the promo of him holding the babies and shit yeah, and going around the in the bus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got off of the bus, went and stayed in the fucking Hilton or whatever, and <laughs> said, fuck, ever, fuck that bus, I'm not staying on there, <laughs> and just left it, and it was fucking going around all over the place. I'd love to know where that yeah. bus is now. Yeah. It's got to be out there somewhere. Right. Are you ready? James has left the oh, room. James has left, so yeah. <laughs> Can't handle it. Go for okay, it. Okay, right. The excitement's all too much. Whew, right. No, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> I might throw a bit of Randy Savage's voice. What happens is, yet. because we obviously do this in my house, you will hear me walking about a bit, because I have <laughs> to make sure that this house is still and going also, and not on fire or something. <laughs> we'll also see you walking about now as well. Yeah, yeah. I can give a fuck. Yes, right. Okay, Ooh. are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want that on anyway, really. It's up to you guys. His idea, I'm just I'm going along with it. Oh, yeah. This one goes out to everybody all over the USA. Oh, yeah. I heard the call to action from the mighty Lex Express. One, two. One, two, three. 
We're ready, willing, able, and we're destined for success. We felt the call to action for the mighty Lex Express. The stars and stripes were flying high, we heard those angels sing. The Lex Express ran Yokozuna through the wrestling ring. His body slam heard round the world on everybody's vote. It almost knocked their hole right through the bottom of the boat. <laughs> you can't let it go, can you? <laughs> <laughs> we're ready, we're unable, and we're destined for success. We felt the call to action for the mighty Lex Express. Well, Purple Mountain Majesty, <laughs> <laughs> from sea to shining sea, Yokozuna's sponsor left a nerf cracked up the beat. Mr. Fuji couldn't cut it, so they got Jim Cornette. By the time Luger's done, they'll be easy to forget. Now, Sunslam is coming to the home of Bill and Beer, and many other Christians that are really gonna cheer. When Big Fat Yokozuna, who is on a roll, I guess, gets a Magnum Motown welcome from the mighty Lex Express. We're ready, we're able, and we're destined for success. We felt the call to action for the mighty Lex Express. Lex Express, yeah! Thank you. Well, very much. Well, (laughs) I thought your voice did. For a split second there. I don't know about you, James, but I genuinely thought that Macho Man <laughs> had taken over Ooh, and possessed yeah. I think I've Johnny. talked about this before. What I do is I go into some sort of trance. <laughs> yes, yeah. And so I don't I, laugh. I, I, I can't, I can't <sighs> help it. I, I just, you I, know. I think of something like grey. Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. Yeah, grey. like that, like the colour grey. Some shit like that. You have seen nothing yet. I can't the, wait for the, the next the, one. The, another song that's coming up, The Mountie in the style of Mika, is going to be the absolute best song I have ever done. No, uh, I, I, so then you're really going for it there. I mean, I, you're Shakespearean, sexy boy. Bad. I even have he's instruments. Sexy and, and Mr. Ass. Oh, yes. yes. We cannot forget the legendary... Oh, you've to Mr. Okay, so we start our game now, don't we? We do start. I would just like to say that, like, when we first started this little topic, I fucking hated it. I swear blind, I am now the biggest fan. It's awesome. So, it's game time. Game on. Top turnbuckle trivia. We seriously need to start doing. He'll be on Here film. We go. He'll be on film. <laughs> yeah. like, where the fuck have you got that from? I bought a car boot sale, 50p. You win one pound, 50 Is that a uh, Stratocaster or a Telecaster? I don't know what it is. It's a Fisher Price, I think. Oh, okay. No, Chad Valley. Oh, right, Chad I see. Yes. That is the... true, true. I, I bought this today because I needed this guitar for my Mountie Mika song. Just one beat of it. So you went to the car boot? I went to the car boot sale. It was a very good car boot sale. They had so many Where wrestling figures. Oh, hardly it's a good one. Just you can hardly get round that. <laughs> you can hardly get round it. You can't. <laughs> fucking no, no, he's, he's missed the pun, haven't you? Yardly, hardly you get round it. Get oh, round right. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here in body, not in fucking. Do you want to do? Just <sighs> squeak that toy again, mate. <laughs> when there's a pun, just squeak it. <laughs> <laughs> right, what are we doing? Quiz. Uh, trivia, right. right. So, yeah, we've um, got these trivia cards and we're going to read. How many questions are we going to read each then? I'm fucking hungry. <laughs> yeah, I have a bit of a. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I might get a fucking. Ugh, sorry, excuse me. I'm leaving this in as well. Oh, no, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> I've just yawned on camera, you know. So, shall we read, 
one card each yep. for the five questions. Yep. Yeah. So you read five to Stu, Stu reads yep. five to me, I read five. five. Well, hang on, five hang on. Hell. What are ma- you looking at the cards for? Who's <laughs> doing the maths for that? What, what, we're just, five why don't we do three each? Right? Three questions each. Oh, we'll three. do one question right, each. Three. Yeah. Johnny's already got a list. It's good. It's really good that we prepared this section beforehand, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it? You know, and should we do one question each from the card? No, no, three. Yeah, three, three questions. questions. Three is right. good. So who wants and to it go has first? to be the top three questions uh, because three. otherwise one one of the fucking bastards or right. one of us yeah. is so going to pick the hardest just, one. Just for camera sakes, here, James, give him a shuffle. Oh. So yeah. who's going first? Do you want to read them to Stu first? And yeah, well, we might as well just do them in order, isn't it? I can I can give a fuck. I'll just go along with it. Yep. So I've got my tally. Nope, anything here. That one can be Stu's, and then you can pick a random one, any of those for me. Brilliant. No, 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 no. Oh, well, 50 years. Oh, right, okay, sorry. Right. Otherwise, I lose the fucking answers. For 50 years, the revolutionary sport force in sports entertainment. Right, do you want me to go first? That's fine. What did it say? It said it's running out. It's fine. All right. No, battery's dead. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. Never mind. Okay, you ready? No. Ready. Who is this one to? Oh, me. Okay. Who joins... Vince McMahon in the announcing booth at WrestleMania 10. Do you want the multiple choice or are you going to go just for an answer? I will go with the multiple choice. Okay. It is either Gorilla Monsoon, Jim Cornette or Jerry the King Lawler. I will say Gorilla Monsoon. That is incorrect. It's Jerry Lawler. Wanker. And I'll tell you why, because uh, there's got a brilliant line from Jerry Lawler where he talks about Stu Hart, which my favourite thing he goes in his orthopaedic <laughs> tuxedo. <laughs> and Vince goes, orthopaedic tuxedo? Brilliant, my favourite. So, my who am I reading to? Uh, should I carry on? So I thought we'd done for Oh, yeah. Yeah, go on then. Right. At the 1993 Survivor Series, Vince's broadcast partner is the same again. Was Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby Heenan, or Mr. Perfect? I'll go Mr. Perfect. That's incorrect. It's Bobby Heenan. Fuck off. Yeah. At least you're trying. At the 1990s. <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, my God. I... Right, I've got to keep my mouth shut. At the... No, I'll tell you why afterwards for context. At the 1990 SummerSlam, who won the Intercontinental title? Do you want the three answers? Yeah. Texas Tornado. Texas Tornado. Yeah, I fucking give it to you earlier. <laughs> yeah, For fuck's sake. For <laughs> well, fuck's sake. <laughs> I've got a punch. <laughs> I Genuinely, I, I thought I was going the whole way. No, nothing then. I give it to you. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Nice one. Thank he you very much. Mr. Perfect. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who am I reading to now? Whoever you want. I don't well, you read, you read yeah, to me. Read I'll to read to me. you. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah and I'll then Johnny it. reads to James. Yep. Okie dokes. So. I'm nervous. Fuck me, I need my glasses. I reckon Johnny's read all these. At the 1988 yeah. SummerSlam, how did the Bulldogs... The fuck does that say? <laughs> is that Rougeau? Yeah. 
thought so. At the 1988 SummerSlam, how did the Bulldogs Rougeau match end? In a time limit draw. Correct. 15 minutes. Who did Yokozuna eliminate to win the 1993 Royal Rumble? The Macho Man Randy Savage. Yep. That's right. Really strangely as well. Macho goes for a pin. Yes. He does. And he, yes. and, he kicks, and he kicks out and he goes over the top. Yeah. It's weird. You would the, think Randy would have known how long yeah. he'd been wrestling. I'm sure they said that as well in the commentary <laughs> yeah. at the time. At the 1991 Survivor Series, who eliminated Typhoon? We have multiple choice. Have a pop, Johnny. I'm going wow. for it. I'm going to go for it. Hawk. You git. Motherfucker. Was it absolutely It was Hawk. Oh, yes. I knew it as well, you motherfucker. <laughs> the options were Hawk, Animal, or Shawn Michaels. Right. Was and the reason, no, he wasn't in it. It was down to three individuals because of Jake Roberts and, and Randy Savage. Yeah. It was the snake bite and it caused those two to be yeah. out. Right, right. And it went yeah. into a three. And I can't remember. I think IRS is one. Yeah, IRS and the boss man's on the other And the side. boss man, the Legion of Doom, and the natural disasters. Yeah, yeah. You motherfucker. <laughs> so you get the, you get two points for that, don't you? Get you get six points. Get, oh, so, we get, so we're doing the... He didn't take any. No. So if we're not taking the honourable... What is it? The, well, you only had multiple choice multiple for choice. Uh, two of those. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I get an extra point. So I've got six points. Yeah. You're a fucking legend, fucking mate. No, you're a wanker. <laughs> you smart-ass wanker. Oh, fucking precious on me. Right. Are you ready? Oh, I am. What kind of match was the Macho Man Randy Savage crush match at WrestleMania 10? It was a false count anywhere match. Correct. Two point. Was there a multiple choice? There was a multiple choice for that. Two points for you. Right. Well, I've got to, I've got to catch him, Mark. <laughs> at the 1993 Survivor Series, one team was IRS, Adam Bomb, Diesel, and... Oh, my God. I knew all of them except for that last person. (laughs) Could it be? (laughs) Diesel gets eliminated first by Randy Savage. There is... A choice if you want them. Oh. I'm gonna have to play a tactic because oh. I'll know it if I get it. Okay. Yeah, go on, All give right. me the multiple choice. The model Rick Martel, the one two free kid, or Jerry Lawler. It's the model Rick Martel, and I just couldn't think of him. Yeah. Fucker, if it was any of the other three, <laughs> I can even tell you how who there's the sole survivors yeah. and everything. You got a point, no? I know, but I'm trying to fucking keep up with you because this right. is a weekly thing. Let's take a tactical one point. Right. And your final question. Welcome to my fucking world. Yeah. <laughs> At the 1990 SummerSlam, the Warlord's opponent was. The British Bulldog. Are you sure? Oh! I got the free. Oh! I am sure. Is it? Is it? 
It's not. It's not. It's not. Wow. Mate, I felt confident for you there. When did he face him then? That was WrestleMania 7. So who was that then? You, the choice you had was the Barbarian, Jimmy Snooker, or Tito Santana. T.I. It was Tito Santana. Yeah. Wow. It's fine. I was too oh, confident. Wow. He put the pressure yeah, on I me. I was for <laughs> you. He put the pressure on me. Yeah. I, I thought that, that that feud went on for a while and it went past and before uh, seven. Yeah. Wow. So, there we go. How does it stand for our first round? You have one. Thanks. James has three. Tosses. Four. Is it four? Four. Yeah, you got... Lumberjack match with WrestleMania. No, three. Yeah, three. Oh, no, it is three. Three. Yeah, sorry. And I have... Six. Six. Fuck. Very good, Johnny. Fuck up, Harry. So that one, (laughs) we'll put that aside. We don't need that one anymore. Um, See? And then... Oh, yes. Yeah, there we Did go. Did you know that, Johnny, that one? That yeah, I remembered it. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Fuck, I never remembered that. So, um, that, that's it, isn't it? That in here, here endeth part one. Part one, yes. We can meet. Stay tuned for part two, you lovely people.